0: إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعين به ونستهديه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا إنه من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وأحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها أيها الأخوة المسلمون، إن الناظر في نصوص الكتاب والسنة النبوية الصحيحة لا يعلم يقينا أن الخلاص والنجاة مما نحن فيه الآن هو في التمسك بهما والعودة إليهما. فالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. لم يترك شيئا من قواعد الدين لم يترك شيئا من قواعد الدين ومبادئه الا وفصلها ووضحها وبينها فقال صلى الله عليه وسلم تركتكم على البيضاء ليلها كنهارها ثم ضمن صلى الله عليه وسلم لنا بعد الاعتصام بالكتاب والسنة الأمان من كل شقاء وضلال فمنذ بعثته صلى الله عليه وسلم إلى وفاته وآيات الله عز وجل وأحاديثه صلى الله عليه وسلم تعمق في الناس الصلاح وتحذرهم من الوقوع في الشرور والإجرام وتغرس فيهم حب الخير وقد نرى ذلك جلياً واضحاً في خطبته صلى الله عليه وسلم بعرفة ويوم النحر My dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam In the last few weeks We begin to talk about Maybe four weeks ago Hajj is the legacy of Ibrahim Alayhi Salam. Followed by The blessed Or 10 days of the month of Dhul Hijjah The most blessed Days of the entire year Followed by The importance of Arafah Arafah and the perfection of Islam And then after the Eid And then Subhanallah After the Eid khutbah, I received so many requests from so many brothers and sisters to elaborate more on the khutbah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the farewell sermon of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I didn't talk about it that much during the day of Eid due to time, but I feel yes, I felt that I did not give it its do-right. Because this khutbah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is known to be the heart of the religion. It is known to be the heart of the religion of Islam. In this khutbah, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam laid down the foundation of a refined and secure human society. In which the rights and duties are well defined and protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That khutbah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam took place when Islam, as its glorious peak, when the entire Arabian Peninsula is now upon tawheed, upon the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, upon the pure Islamic monotheism when is not a single idol in the entire peninsula that is worshipped besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi Wasallam delivered his khutbah the Muslim ummah had reached a very advanced stage in its development at that time and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam delivered the most important khutbah in his entire life the most important khutbah in his entire life. Or as I said before, if you print it, no more than two pages. However, books have been written about that khutbah. Books have been written about it. And he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam started it with the most important aspect that the world is struggling with today. He sallallahu alayhi wa was addressing the sahaba. Even those people at that time, despite their paganism, despite their disbelief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they used to honor those days. They used to honor the days of Dhul Hijjah. They used to honor the, 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 the sacred months, Al Ashur al Hurum. They used to honor the Kaaba. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa looked at the Sahaba and he said, Understand how sacred this place is how holy this land is how blessed this day is addressing them وسلم, to the point that he asked them to to get their attention to make them think that this is the day of arafa or this is the day of a nahar this is the city of mecca this is the month of the Hijjah. and then he wasallam, said your blood your wealth honor and dignity are sacred upon you like the sacredness of this day of yours in this city of yours in this month of yours and he sallallahu alayhi wasallam said subhanallah do not turn into disbelief after me striking the necks of one another do not turn to kufr after me it is as if the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, A killer cannot be a Muslim. When he kills, he's not in a state of Islam. And he cannot be Muslim. He Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Do not turn into kufr after me. striking the necks of one another. Because wealth and blood are sacred for all time. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wanted to put an end to any evil thoughts that might cross evil minds that had become accustomed to sharing blood and seizing wealth by force. The Prophet ﷺ put an end to this. He said in the same khutbah, because he repeated it so many times, he, repeat, he said it on the day of Arafah, on the day of Al Nahr, and also during the days of Mina. He sallallahu alayhi wa was about to depart from them for good. He sallallahu alayhi wanted to make sure that the Sahaba memorized and firmly grasped the message of the Prophet sallallahu The Prophet wanted to make sure that the Sahaba got the message. He gave them the chance to listen, to bear witness and acknowledge the fact that the Prophet sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam delivered the message of Allah. That's why he repeated the same message three to four times, making sure that the Sahaba got the message that the Prophet sallallahu wanted to give them. And then he said, in the same khutbah, المسلم من سلم المسلمون من لسانه ويديه. والمؤمن من أمنه الناس على وأموالهم. The Muslim is the one from whose tongue and hands others are safe. And the believer is the one whom people will trust him with their wealth, with their properties. If you look at the entirety of the manifestation, the entirety of the manifestation of Islam and Iman in the life of the Muslim must be and must result in safeguarding the human being and in, in the sanctity of the human soul. This is what it means to be a Muslim, and this is what it means to be a Muslim. Islam is not developed or is not cultivated at the expense of others. Islam is cultivated and developed to bring life to others. And this is the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the message of the Prophet sallallahu Alaihi wa sallam. So the first part, he said, your wealth... Your honor, your dignity are sacred upon you, just like the sacredness of this day, in this city, in this month. And then he, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, did talk about the importance of the Quran and Sunnah, the final legislation of Allah subhanahu wa taala. He, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, told us that if you adhere to them, you will never ever go astray. Misguidance will never ever be able to reach you if you adhere, if you stick to the teachings of the Qur'an and the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam, Know that the respected brothers and sisters in Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has universal laws that do not change, do not change. And one of the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that the ummah that adheres to the book of Allah and the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam will achieve its goal, will attain its aspiration. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will support it. Allah will help it. Allah will look after it. And the ummah that goes against the teachings of the Qur'an or the sunnah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will lead it to the way of misery and hardships until it comes back to the sunnah of the Prophet and the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are Sunnah that do not change. Do not change. Being a Muslim is not enough. Mere words is not enough. We have to put Islam into practice. We have to live by it. We have to implement it in each and every aspect of our life. So, he, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, said, "I have left among you two heavy things." That if you stick to them, you adhere to them, misguidance will never ever come to you. Then he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam talked about women. He sallallahu alayhi wa talked about women in a society that did not give them any rights whatsoever. Any rights whatsoever. And for him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to mention them, on the day of Arafah, on the day of Al-Nahr, in his farewell sermon, during the farewell Hajj, in front of more than 100,000 companions, the message that the Prophet is has given us, as men, as a society, as a people, that a society cannot flourish if its women are mistreated. The Ummah cannot rise if its women are not treated with respect, honor, and dignity. This is the message that the Prophet is giving us. He said, Fear Allah with regarding your women, your mother, your wife, your daughter, your aunt, your niece. Fear Allah regarding women in general. Because you have taken them by the trust of Allah as a trust from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you have intimacy with them by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he talked about the safeguarding of the human honor and dignity. He talked about the value, the importance of following the Quran and Sunnah. He talked about women and their status in the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He talked about the Islamic brotherhood. The Islamic brotherhood. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, al ikhwah. The believers are brothers. The believers are brothers. And let's be honest. We cannot hope. We cannot hope. As a nation, we cannot hope for the situation or our Situation to improve unless, unless we take we take on the same unselfish and sincere characteristics of the muhajireen and the ansar of the muhajireen and the ansar empty talk of brotherhood does not do anything whatsoever empty talk of brotherhood does not do anything whatsoever when you look at the Prophet when he talked about brotherhood because brotherhood and sisterhood is the, is the, the you can see the firm rope that links us with each other and the, 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 the ummah cannot succeed when their ranks are divided the respected brothers and sisters in Islam years of conflict years of enmity years of hatred were between the two tribes al Aus and al-khazraj but once they accepted la ilaha illallah and lived by la ilaha illallah subhanallah this brought an end to it completely today a person is first an egyptian and a muslim is second a person is first pakistani and muslim is second A person is first Bengali and Muslim is second. We have lost that. We have forgotten what it means. We have forgotten what it means to be brothers in faith. The Prophet was addressing more than 100,000 companions. He telling them, there is no room for racism. There is no room for nationalism. There is no room for tribalism. There is no room for that whatsoever. There is no the Prophet sallallahu alaihi underlined the universal rule that race, color, ethnicity, nationality do not factor into someone's superiority over others. Does not, does not. The noblest of you in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa taala are those who are the most pious and the most righteous. Those who are their characteristics more upright. They fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to a greater degree. This is the last khutbah of the Prophet sallallahu If we implement that khutbah, subhanallah, the very same things that the Prophet sallallahu is given in his farewell sermon, because this is any for anybody, the most or one of the weightiest things, the one of the weightiest things, that people should never forget is the last words that come out of the mouth of that person. Imagine if your father gave you advice right before his death. On his deathbed. He said, my son, listen to me. And then as soon as he said it, he departed for good. You will never ever forget that. You will try every way possible to act upon it, to fulfill it. And this is what the Prophet wasallam is telling us. And subhanallah, you look at the situation of the Muslim Ummah, the Ummah is completely against the five important principles that the Prophet did talk about. He did talk about racism. We are afflicted with the disease of racism. He did talk about women in Islam. For the most part, many brothers are mistreating them. He did talk about the brotherhood in Islam. It is completely lost. He did talk about blood, honor, and dignity. Look at what is going on. We live in a bloody world. Where are the values? Subhanallah. You look at this, the, 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 the sharia of the Prophet wasallam, and on the other side, you look at the situation of the Muslim Ummah. We're too far. There is a huge gap. Like the distance between the heavens and the earth. Between what Islam wanted for us, and what we wanted for ourselves. Completely different. We have to go back to those values. We have to go back to those principles. We have to go back to the teachings of the Quran and the teachings of the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala to make us among those who adhere to his book and to the sunnah of his prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. sallam aqulu hadha wa astaghfiru Allah li wa lakum fastaghfiruhu innahu rahim Alhamdulillah was-salatu was ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man ihtada And the Prophet said, Shaitan has despaired of ever being worshipped. So nobody worships Shaitan anymore. But Shaitan will be content, will be pleased if you obey him in matters that you consider, you regard as insignificant. He will be more than happy. He's not expecting you to worship him anymore. No, but he will be more than happy to follow him in matters that we consider insignificant. And that is true. Many matters in the religion of Allah Subh'anaHu wa Taala we take them lightly. Ibn Mas'ud رضي الله عنه or Anas رضي الله عنه said, إنكم لتعملون أعمالا هي أدق في أعينكم من الشعر كنا نعدها على عهد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من المبيقات. he said you do things or you commit acts you look at it as like uh, like as trend over of, of here you don't even يعني you consider them so insignificant so trivial. We used to consider the same things at the Prophet sallallahu or at the time of the Prophet from among the most destructive sins. The true believer takes each and every sin like, uh, seriously ibadallah. Allah. He takes it very seriously. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. So this is some of that. it is way more when we read the khutbah you will find different narrations because the Prophet wasallam said about four times making sure that we have got the message and the sahaba got the message after every single paragraph he asked them Ala, did you get the message? and they say yes O Prophet of Allah then raising his finger to the sky moving towards the people doing it back and forth and say, O oh Allah, bear witness. O oh Allah, bear witness. And we did, we did get the message of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The sermon that we're talking about took place more than 1400 years ago. Today we are reciting it on the manabir. Right now you are listening to it. And we too bear witness, O oh Prophet of Allah, that we have received your message. But O oh Allah, forgive us for not acting upon the message. Oh Allah, forgive us for not acting upon the message. The message came to us in its entirety. Nothing was left out. Nothing was left out, O Prophet of Allah. We received the deen, it's a day like it's a night. Like shiny, very shiny. But O Allah, forgive us for our shortcomings. Forgive us for our shortcomings. So let's say, Allah. let's value these things. Let's go back to the teachings of the Prophet sallallahu Let's go back to that. When we go back to it, act upon it, our izzah will come back. Our honor and dignity will come back. Our respect will come back. These are the sunan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this universe that do not change. When we lost our brotherhood, we didn't care so much about each other anymore, people do not also care about us. Look at the people of Kashmir. They know that Muslims do not care about each other anymore. Look at the people of Burma. They know that Muslims do not care about each other anymore. You kill them, you slaughter them. Don't worry. They are in a deep sleep. Don't worry about it. To the point where we have become so cheap. Let's be honest. Why? Why? The question is why? Because we are too far. We are too far from the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We limited it, we restricted it in five prayers fasting in the month of Ramadan. I am the best Muslim right now. No, Islam is way bigger than five daily prayers. Islam is much more than fasting in the month of Ramadan. Islam is much more than performing a hajj. This is only one aspect of the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I hope that insha'Allah ta'ala, the message is clear and i hope that inshallah ta'ala we ask allah to make us among those who listen and obey allahumma amin allatheena yastami'oona alqawl fayattabi'oona ahsana barakallahu feekum wa jazakumullahu khayran we pray that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless each and every one of us we pray that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant to all of us jannatul firdaws we pray that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant safety, peace, and security to our brothers and sisters in faith and our brothers and sisters in humanity. Allahumma amin wa aqim as-salah.